Good day, everybody. I am Connor with Honor. I want to do an exhaustive, exhaustive discussion of inspection as far as from a buyer's point of view and a seller's point of view, and then get into what items might be more important than others, and then also talk about how the market relates to that. So in a real estate transaction, as a real estate seller, usually there are going to be things that come up via the buyer's home inspection. And when the buyers do their home inspection, they're going to hire a professional. Hopefully, it's a professional that's certified, trained, and bonded. So they only point out, well, everything that's incredibly important, right? They're going to bring this to the table. They're going to come out. They're going to look at your residence. This is after you've been in escrow. Now, we do have a process called a seller's home inspection. And we do have that done prior to having a listing come onto the market. And that best prepares the seller for what things the buyer's home inspector may find. In addition, it provides an additional level of protection for the seller because the seller doesn't go in blind. And then there's also another professional that have, has given their stamp on the property, at least given them the seller themselves what they have seen that's wrong with it then the seller can take uh, steps to getting those items corrected if they want of course health and safety are going to be the most important things like you know having enough smoke detectors having enough carbon monoxide detectors water heater being strapped if you're in the city of los angeles even out here having a seismic shutoff valve in case there's an earthquake so the gas doesn't make the house explode and so on Different things like that, very, very important. But the other things is maybe water intrusion over time, maybe in the air conditioning system, the, the pan that holds the water condensation hasn't been functioning properly, maybe that water's been leaking out over time. And then when you have that seller's home inspection prior to the buyer, you're like, oh my gosh, there's mold in this wall, we can get that taken care of. Then you're incredibly transparent when the buyer comes into it. The thing that happens very frequently is buyers don't really consider the market they're in when it comes down to the request for repairs. And in some instances, buyers will use, and probably due to misinformation, maybe their agent's wanting this, maybe the buyer just wants to do this, maybe they have a relative that bought a house back in the 60s or 70s and say, hey, this is the way that we did it back then. Things have changed, of course, with real estate markets. But what they do is they might use the request for repairs or the inspections as a reason to get that price that they originally said that they would pay for the property, the price that they agreed to pay on the property, get that price reduced. And that's really not the mechanism for that. You want to do all that pricing negotiation up front, not using some other process within the real estate transaction to get that price lowered, i.e. the request for repairs. So you want to stay away from trying to do that. It doesn't help any of the parties. And a lot of times it ends up angering uh, the entity you're buying the property from, the seller. And then they see it, you know. And here's an example of this. Just understand that I'm on everybody's side here. As far as real estate goes, it's just the right thing. So let me explain how this, this I see this happening. I have a property listed for sale. And the home inspection is done. So I get the home inspection report along with the request for repairs from the buyer. There's several items on it. For example, there's going to be maybe a couple GFCI outlets, the ground, uh, the, the, the fault interruption, excuse me, the uh, GFCI outlets. So basically, they're around sources of water, sinks and bathrooms, kitchen sinks. So when water splashes or maybe somebody has one plugged in, drops it into the bathtub, a hairdryer, then it blows the circuit. 
so that the electricity doesn't continue to flow through the circuit, maybe causing a fire or causing the person in the bathtub to get electrocuted. So these outlets, yeah, $20, $30, to have them installed by a professional, probably 50 or 60 on top of that. So let's say you got a couple of those. And then let's say maybe uh, there is an under-the-sink leak. Uh, maybe not much. Didn't cause any mold, but you, know, you can see that it's very, very slow drip and it's been leaking. So you have a couple of items there. So we're talking plumbing and electrical. So these are the items. Do they need to be fixed? Sure, I, I think it's a good idea. Even if the seller says, you know what, I don't want to sell anymore, they're going to want to get those items repaired because it's a health and safety thing. So these are things that we're talking about. So I get this request for repairs with these items. There's quite a few more on there, but they're not health and safety, but still, and they're cosmetic in nature, um, carpet's bad, but they saw that when they went in, and other items. Uh, eaves need to be painted, but they saw that when they went in as well. But there's just a few more items, but the request for repairs was $10,000. The buyer will take a $10,000 credit. If we look at this by the numbers, with everything on the list, at the most it would have cost, and I'm talking Beverly Hills contractors here, probably $1,000 to get it all done. Yet the buyer's requesting $10,000. So when I show this to the seller, they're like, are they crazy? What's going on here? At the end of the day, that's probably not a great move. And depending on the market, and this is what I wanted to talk about next, depending on the market is going to depend on what a buyer is going to be able to ask for and potentially find that the seller will be agreeing to it. Now, if the market's really tight, like we saw here several months ago, we saw that the, the market, we had multiple offers on every listing that was put out there for sale. And with the multiple offers, we had a lot of people being responded to, asking for highest and best. And then we saw those prices really getting high. So we saw 50000 over list price, 60, 70, 100, $150,000 over list price. In addition to that, those buyers at that particular time were waiving all of their contingencies right out of the chute stating that, you know what, we're not going to request any repairs. We don't care what's wrong with the property. We're going to buy it no matter what. And if we don't perform on that, you can keep our entire deposit, which was in most cases 3%. So you have $30,000 for buying a million-dollar house, and it's under those circumstances, and you have that 3% deposit. That's $30,000. So what if they find something wrong? Well, that's the market then. So those buyers did not dare ask really for anything because they know if the seller refuses, the buyers can still move forward. But if the transaction gets canceled, that seller's going to pick up another buyer very quickly and maybe even get more than they got originally with the buyer that's making this unnecessary or inflated request for repairs. You have to look at it carefully. And the way it's presented by the agents is also important. Agents can really make thing, a mess of things at times if they're not seasoned, and at least if they don't have the common sense on how to approach things. You have to look at real estate as a non-emotional event. It's easy to say, really hard to do, especially when you start hanging those mental curtains. And as a seller, you've lived in the house. So you're telling, you're, you're saying, I've lived here. I haven't had any issue with these things, or this doesn't bother me, or it works fine. And then the home inspector blows it out of proportion in some circumstances. So that's why that entity that you hire is important to also go through that report without getting emotionally attached to the outcome and their opinion about what's happening with the property. So when it comes to requesting repairs on a property, do yourself a favor. 
Make sure you talk to your friends and family, of course. But at the end of the day, you just want what is right. And when it comes down to health and safety stuff, everybody wants that taken care of. And in fact, for the sellers out there watching, these are things that you're gonna wanna take care of anyway. Even if you decide you don't wanna sell your house anymore, you're gonna wanna fix it. Pinhole leak, I mean, that creates mold over time depending on where the property's located. If there's a little bit of dry rot, potential termite infestation, oh my gosh, maybe that's gonna become a real termite infestation when these termites start to move around different areas and start to settle and find new things. If you have dry rot on your house, even if you decide not to sell, but that's something the buyer's requesting, you know, you might want to get it taken care of because if you decide not to sell, you're going to be living there and the buyer's not going to want to purchase a home that has a potential of having termite infestation at some point. These are very important things to consider. Selling a house is something that has a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of different people involved. Having that right guide is important. I want to be that guide for you. I'm Connor with Honor at Realty One Group. I'm happy to be of service. Please save my number. You never know when you may need it. You can check out my YouTube channel. Just Google Connor with Honor, and I'll talk to you later. I'm over and out.